0: Hi, bad bitches of the internet. Hello. I
1: haven't heard that one in a while.
0: Bring it back.
1: Well, hello. Well, hello. Uh, Very exciting news. We're um, recording for the first time in our new recording spot. My new apartment, I moved.
0: Yeah, literally the reason she didn't work today is because they came and installed her kitchen.
1: So I'm now finally a big grown-up girl, not living with my parents anymore. Applause for that. Just
0: in general. So proud. She can't cook yet because there's no water and
1: electricity, but you know. My kitchen's literally here, but it's not functional yet. There's a fridge,
0: which is the most important part. But yeah, we're finally in a different location.
1: Yep. Um,
0: I think this will be the start of like our next chapter. I'm moving in less than a month. So I feel like things are changing. We'll be
1: based full time from the big city. The big city of, yeah. Yeah. We're in the same city, so we don't have to drive for an hour. It won't be like a
0: logistical nightmare. It'll actually be like more chill.
1: I didn't work today, but I did. Like, it was such an exhausting day. It's Um, like grown-up work. Yeah, it's grown-up work. And then I uh, brought up the last of my boxes, my moving boxes. And then um, I'm now in the process of unpacking them. And that's like the
0: worst part <laughs> like
1: what the fuck did i hoard for the yeah. past four years and why was it worth it to me to put all that in boxes i like, like bring here i i think that i had the whole like throwing out mary Kondo doesn't spark joy when i <laughs> when i packed all this shit but now i have to do it while i unpack it um throwing a lot of shit out
0: but i i think that's good i saw this meme on twitter where it was like whenever i'm like not moving i care so much about my stuff but whenever i have to move and go through my shit i'm like so careless and like i don't give a fuck and i'm throwing away things that i was like this has such significance to me i'm just like chucking it in the trash i'm like i'm not packing that shit and i'm like yeah i feel like that's me at the end of the year whenever i have to move out i'm like i really don't give a fuck about this that i like gave so many fucks about
1: yeah exactly it's liberating Same. love it it is liberating yeah. honestly clears a lot of space in your head as well mm-hmm.
0: um here's to fresh starts guys yeah at the end of 2021 this godforsaken year
1: oh god i can't wait for it to be over mm-hmm. but meh, i say that but then on the other hand i'm not the kind of person that's like oh my god new year new me fresh start oh my god it's just no like, it's just like another
0: day. <laughs> it's like in a month from now, it'll still be same shit. different same year.
1: Shape,
0: yeah. <laughs> with the podcast with you guys here at the After Work Murder Club, welcome. Thank welcome. you for listening. Thanks for hanging out again. Yeah, we're very happy to have you guys back. Um, we're getting a little bit more traction on our Instagram account, which we're so here
1: for. Wow. And I mean, our episodes are doing better and better every time, mm-hmm. so that's exciting as well.
0: Yeah, we love to connect with you guys.
1: So uh yeah, head over to our Instagram to connect with my lovely co-host Elisa. And that's Sophie. And be part of the Afterwork Murder Club. Yeah, Yay. if you're
0: new here, which we probably are, our Instagram is at Afterwork Murder Club. We post a lot of fun shit on there. Also case materials. So if you've listened to our previous episode about the daycare killer Kindhilde, we just posted like a bunch of pictures about it like, of him and everything about it. It, it yeah. kind of, like, it was... I never saw those pictures before. It was kind of crazy going yeah. through them. Um, so and yeah. it kind of
1: really sets the scene because there's a part of the story where we um, try, without giving too much weight, we try to um, kind of paint this picture of what parents must have felt mm-hmm. like at one point in the story and there's one picture that really like shows yeah the chaos and yeah. the panic and i'm like wow yeah. so glad we were able to find this yeah page, these i pictures.
0: stumbled across it and i was like this needs to go on our this instagram right in. now yeah so yeah you can find us there you can also find us on all major streaming platforms tell your friends tell your family tell your pets why not
1: and we're here for you on Mondays, yeah, um, and sometimes on Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let's say in the beginning of the week, we're doing um, our best here, yeah, guys. When you need to pick me up to start that week at work, um, Elisa and I will be here. And uh, if you can't listen on a Monday or a Tuesday, we will be there chilling in your. Um, in your ears in your ears <laughs> on your radio in your creepy? car yeah um yeah, blast you need us on us. the stereo if you need to it's yeah. cathartic if thursday is the worst day at work for you we're there mm-hmm. we will be here yeah um so yeah i'm very excited um i covered the case of the daycare killer last week so i'm very okay, excited yeah. to hear what you have in store for me today
0: it's gotten to the point where i have a notes thing on my phone where i have episode ideas listed up sweet yeah i was like oh my god how i need to cover this at some point so this is from that list okay um it's i really like this case i feel like i say that about every one of my cases that i've done so far Mm,
1: i feel like that's I'm. I always say that as well, but it's because by the time you're ready to bring it on an episode, yeah. you're knee deep into the case and you know all the details, mm-hmm. and you're so yeah. mind blown that you're like, "Oh my god, everyone needs to hear this."
0: I'm literally sitting here with a smile. Exactly. Like, why am I like, why am I laughing? Like, why am I smiling right now? It's psychotic.
1: The way you're holding your glass <laughs> as well is like, a bis- let me tell you about this." I feel like when people see me through
0: the window, they probably think we're like recording this feel-good podcast where we're just like like laughing yeah (laughs) i don't know okay Um,
1: someone commented um on a youtuber i watch like a true crime youtuber bailey sarion everyone knows her shout out i love her um and someone commented on one of her um videos she's like this is like a book club except for serial killers and that resonated with me on an entirely different level it's so true yes it's so true
0: (sighs) like it it is an interest or a hobby i put it on my resume did i tell you this (laughs) (laughs) no wait (laughs) like you know how on your resume you can like put interests and hobbies and shit yeah mine was like the belgian national soccer team the red devils if you don't know (laughs) um am i that bitch Sophie and I actually saw them in real life a couple months ago. Yeah,
1: It's one of the many things we bond over. It's like true crime, Red Devils. Red Devils,
0: yeah, I love it. So yeah, I also put in My Favorite Murder, which is like one of the biggest true crime podcasts. And I had to put in brackets comedy true crime podcast so i didn't sound like a complete psycho my parents were like take it off and i was like no it's like such an intrinsic part of who i am i'm not gonna get rid of this like i've been listening to them since like episode Karen, three in georgia yeah this
1: is how important you are to us you're on our resume
0: if you're listening to this please follow us on our on our instagram you can help us out a lot no but yeah and i did get a job so follow your dreams yeah. people well follow your resume dreams still like i'm still working like a corporate job it's not like I'm a full-time podcast maker.
1: I wish. Uh, you yet. can make it happen for us. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. Share, like. All right.
0: All right that's <laughs> tragic, anyway. Okay, so let's get into the case, because it's okay. kind of a
1: thick one. All right. We love thick ones. And it's
0: the Scream Killers, Scream Murders.
1: Okay, like in the movie screen? Like Yes, the cult classic. No, no, we're not going there. N- yes. N- don't tell me someone dressed up. And like reenact it and like how I, do i want to hear this <laughs>
0: this case is honestly fucking insane also do we know that scream that the new scream is coming out next year oh wait what yeah there's a new scream it's like a i want to say dylan o'brien's in it i might cut that out because i'm not sure <laughs> i think he's in it do you- wait let me look this up real quick oh it's dylan minette from Thirteen oh, Reasons, which is like not Dylan O'Brien. Okay, yeah, but there's a new scream coming out, and it's just relevant.
1: It's and it's real- wait, what? um, thought, why am I so into true crime podcasts, and they don't bother me too much? Like sometimes I'm a little bit on edge, mm-hmm. but they don't <laughs> bother me as much. But I cannot watch horror movies. Um, I don't do it. Sometimes I do it and then, you know, I don't sleep for three months. Why is that?
0: Because it's visual. Podcasts are like you're listening, you're kind of making it up in your head as you're listening.
1: I've I've always felt like horror is... um, Because it's made up, it's like it makes your fantasy go wild and I make up things. Whereas true crime, you're like... Usually the guy gets... Caught, or he stops his activity, mm-hmm. or like something like that, and you can rationalize it. It also Whereas like horror, you can yeah. rationalize it. With horror,
0: you don't know like the story is still happening. True crime yeah. is like you're looking back at something that happened, yeah, x amount of time ago. And there's also like jump scares and just creepy shit that you yeah. don't get in podcasts. So this case talks about the murder of Cassie joe Stoddart. She was born on December twenty first, nineteen eighty nine, which is such a Taylor Swift year. Oh my God!
1: I was gonna say Swiftie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> she didn't know at the time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was born in Pocatello, Idaho. Okay. Sounds like a made up Never name. Heard of it. I know. Yeah. I'm not surprised. So, just for a bit of background in general, Pocatello is a very small, tight knit Mormon community. Yeah.
1: So, like. Never ever am I going to live in like a small tight knit community, community? <laughs> never <laughs> where it's safe for kids to stay out yeah. past dark yeah and nobody locks their doors yeah Fuck that's, off. that's if pocatello that
0: idaho for you <laughs> um so cassie had an older sister christy and a younger brother andrew mm-hmm. and when the story takes place her parents weren't together anymore okay there's not that much known about her biological father. It's not
1: necessarily dramatic. No, I mean,
0: okay. I couldn't really find that much about it. It's just like a fact that like it was her mom and her stepdad, and then her dad was not in the picture really. Okay. Um. So she grew up between her mom and her stepdad's house and her grandparents' house. Okay. All in Pocatello, Idaho. Wow.
1: Um.
0: So that's kind of how she was raised. She loved music. Not Taylor Swift, though. At that time, probably. <gasps> You remember two thousand six? Was she She like a thing? She
1: she was a pop star from the beginning. She was like the country. Oh yeah! Oh, for sure. When wait, Taylor Swift was seventeen then. Oh yeah, shit! Yeah, they were sure. literally it was the like, same age. Um, I was red, killing with my hair undone <laughs> in the front seat of his car. You know? Do you, do you know her country? Yeah, yeah,
0: the I know the Romeo Juliet one. That's about it.
1: I mean, that's where she turned poppy. But there's there's songs out there that we're not allowed to listen to anymore because it's not Taylor's version, and we
0: don't do that shit. Yeah, guys, she deserves her credit and her money. Yeah, anymore. we
1: only listen to Taylor's version, but there's like the original. Audio on these first songs, she, she has a bit of necks. She had a
0: twang, yeah, a twang in her voice. It. Yeah, she I, had like
1: a glittery guitar, and she was so yeah. The boots, she was, the hair, yeah, the, the boots, dresses, the, hair, the dresses. Yeah,
0: I feel like I, I just know her from like teen magazines, literally from UP period. Mm,
1: UP good oh. times. Anyway, throwback. But, <laughs> Who's listened to the Camp Scott Murders? Yeah. <laughs> because Yuppie is getting...
0: We talked about her like teenage awakening anyway. Um, so yeah, she loved music. She loved drawing. She was smart. She was kind. She was
1: strong-willed. I don't <laughs> want to be adjectives. smart, kind, or strong-willed because you obviously get murdered all the yeah, time. Yeah, you will. Like those you are the characteristics
0: murdered. that will yeah. be mentioned in the podcast about your murder. So. <laughs> Um, So she was also really close with her brother Andrew. They were only like a year and a half apart, but he said that he really looked up to her. They were like best friends, which I think that's so cool if it's like a brother and a sister. Mm
1: -hmm. Have I ever told you my brother and I were bullied in elementary school because we were each other's best, 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 best friends and he was only one year higher than me and people like used to bully us that we were like a couple that we were That's insane. (laughs) I feel like kids
0: bully fucking other kids for no reason. um, Like
1: every time like school was out, and all the kids like run out my brother would just like run to me and be like how was your day and i was like oh my god i missed you so much because like from when we like we were little our parents told us you are each other's best friends always be nice to each other share and like we took that seriously <laughs> i can't believe i
0: thought you were dating it's fucking insane that's so bad we were like six <laughs> so in 2006 it's like the new school year august september she was 16 years old at the time. She was in high school. She was a junior. Uh, she attended Pocatello High School, of course. What else? Um, another characteristic, she was a straight-A student, bro. Like, she had everything going for her. Okay. Like, of course. That's already sus. I know. I'm, it's, at least be a crappy student if you're going to be perfect in, like, your and, after-school life. Yeah. Um, so she had been dating this dude, Matt Beckham, for about five months at the time. Okay. Um, he was also a junior at Pocatello High School, and then there were these two other dudes in her grade. Okay. They were like kind of friends, not really. They're like classmates, acquaintances. Okay. Their names were Brian Draper and Tori Adam Chick. So they're all 16. Okay, all and Tori is grade. a guy? Tori is a dude. Okay. Brian and Tori. Yeah, they're like closer friends to Cassie's boyfriend
1: Matt. I already don't like them why are they mentioned this early <laughs> if the build up the build up okay. <clears throat> well they were they were better friends with Matt than they okay,
0: were with Cassie okay. so like I also feel like Pocatello High School was probably not that big so you like probably knew everyone knew, everyone you, knew ch- yeah. like in your grade so they were just around they were hanging out um, a little backstory on Brian he was ad- adopted okay just I don't know just putting in a, a little there. little yeah. tidbit and he had a big ass crush on Cassie for a fat minute okay and like obviously she was cuffed she had a man yeah. <laughs> Matt. that was her boo and she was kind of like even if she wasn't dating she wasn't into him yeah so he was a little salty about it
1: right because
0: like obviously if you can't find love at 16 you're gonna die alone yes like obviously. that's a given hmm
1: also, the person you fall in love with then is the only person you will ever fall in love with yeah,
0: ever again. Yeah, if you do find, quote, love at 16, you better hold on <laughs> tight to that shit because it's rough from there, okay? <laughs> That's what he thought. Cassie was not, she was running away. He couldn't hold on tight to her.
1: Was she running away or did she kind of like like it? But she she told him, mm, you know, mm, I can't, but, you know, keep waiting just in case. <laughs> you know those kind of girls that are yeah, like... They want to back up yeah or like they just yeah they're never going to be clear because they like to leave him hanging
0: like no i think she was pretty i think she was like i mean they weren't even friends like that's how much she like wasn't interested in like getting to know him yeah so his best friend was obviously Tori, the other guy that i just mentioned and they were kind of outcasts okay they just hung out
1: okay so why do i think like matt is draco malfoy and these two oh my
0: god Okay, okay they weren't that tight But I yeah, know, like Tori and Brian were a unit, okay. and then they were kind
1: of loosely attached to Matt because they were male and in the same grade, and they were and exactly it's so small. I feel like dudes don't do. have yeah. that high of standards when it comes yeah. to friends.
0: Um, <clears throat> so Tori and Brian were like obsessed with movies. They considered themselves to be movie connoisseurs at 16. they were especially into horror movies are mm-hmm. we surprised no um so brian and tori were specifically huge fans of the scream franchise which a great choice okay. honestly yeah. i love yeah. love scream um so it they like even took it a step further and they were so into true crime that they like started admiring these like true crime infamous serial killers like ted bundy the zodiac mm-hmm. killer the freaking Hillside Strangler. And they're like, oh my the God. Classics. Yeah, like, they were like, oh my God. These people are amazing. Like, I wanna be like them. All
1: right, okay, that's
0: strange. Um, so they decided at that point, they're like, you know what, those were regular people at some point. Like, we can become world famous serial they killers. they can do
1: it, we can Literally, do it. Literally,
0: they're like, why not? Like, we could probably do a better job than they can. So at that point, they both decided that they wanted to start killing people. To bring this fantasy alive of, like, becoming the next big, like, serial killer, world famous serial killer. They decide that together. Yeah.
1: That's what I always wonder is when there's a killer and an accomplice is how do you ease the person you want to be your accomplice into that conversation? Like, how do you, surely you're not on the couch and you're like, so basically I've been thinking about killing someone you in? Like, they're like, hell yeah! Hell yeah!
0: I don't know. I feel like because they've been watching horror movies for so long and they're like so into these movies, they talk about it more easily. They, maybe
1: they started talking about it in like a what hypothetical yeah. sense. Like, oh, you know, that's so dumb. They should have done it like that.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Mm.
0: And they're like, wait, we can do it better. Wait, we can do How it better. How would you do it? Yeah.
1: Like, let's do it. Okay, but if you want to do it like that, I'll help <clears> you.
0: Yeah, that's probably how it went. So they settled on using Scream as their inspiration for the killings, which was actually Tori's idea because he actually wanted it to be more of like a, you pick one victim and then you stalk them. You like freak them out a little bit. They have like adrenaline because they think they're going to get killed. And like the chase is like as exciting as going in and killing them. Brian, his idea, he was more of like a Columbine shooting moment person. Um
1: okay. So diff- completely has different, completely different approach. Style. <laughs> so then for Tori it's more about the power, whereas for Brian it's more about you know, the just like I like I'd like to kill someone.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think for Brian it's more killing. Tori's more like stalking personal with the victim, um, like okay. freaking them out is Which as is fun also as killing them. Sick. It's both are just <laughs> fucking fucked up in their own yeah. unique ways. <laughs> So, yeah, in school, Brian and Tori were also like filming each other all the time. They were like, they were always seen interviewing other people, filming themselves, talking about random shit. You know, they could have just started a YouTube channel. (laughs) It was 2006. I don't think YouTube was like a thing. Oh, shit, no. Was it like 2008, 2007? When was YouTube a thing?
1: 2009? That
0: didn't exist back then, so it was even simpler.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But they were basically Mm -hmm. just seen. Filming constantly in the hallways. Okay. Just being, like, their own little moment by themselves, doing their own thing. Those two guys. Those two guys. Um, So, they, because they did this all the time, they were also, like, often overheard talking about making their own horror movie. They even, like, started writing their own script. Okay. So, they were open about talking about killing, about murder, about horror, because they were making a movie. Like, they were
1: okay like we're all for people being artistic yeah like artistic
0: like it's a genre people make horror movies totally fine um so when brian and tori were filming themselves before the actual murder they were in class discussing the murder on camera around other people Um,
1: Are they discussing a murder, or are they discussing like a potential movie idea? They were discussing a murder of like no
0: specific person, but they were just talking about like how they would go about it and like what what they would do, what they would prepare with. They just were like discussing an
1: actual murder. Ew.
0: Yeah, literally in class, I'm like, do you not have any other space that you can retreat to to talk about this? uh,
1: Foreshadowing, but please tell me your showing me a clip later do you have that footage
0: there are clips that <gasps> i will be showing later on in this podcast stay tuned Oh, you just
1: got me excited
0: they were even making a death list in class on tape talking about like the classmates and friends and shit that they wanted to kill so they were shit, listing off people okay. in class
1: that's pretty specific. and people around
0: them were like fam what what are you guys talking about this is fucking weird like you guys are being so sus and they're like oh my god
1: it's oh the God, it's too, a movie yeah.
0: like you know we're making a horror movie like why are you
1: Honestly, I don't think if I was 16 and I heard someone like in my classroom be like, "Oh, I want to kill that classmate." That I'd take it seriously at all. Oh,
0: you wouldn't? I fucking no. would. Like you, you would everything... now at least yeah, yeah, today yeah. would now, <clears throat> I guess. I think but... everything should be checked. It's like, "Oh, it's a joke. You're making a movie." Explain that to like a, a fucking therapist. <laughs> so, on August 31st, 2006, Tori called his friend Joe Lucero, Lucero, not sure. And he asked him if he could buy him a couple knives because he was, quote, starting a knife collection.
1: <laughs> 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 okay, so why is he calling this guy? Is this guy known for having a lot of knives? Because
0: they're 16, this dude Joe is older, and they like were going to a pawn shop to get the knives and you needed ah. to be like a certain age to okay. get it. So basically they were like, can you hook us up with knives? Here's some money. They actually went with him to the pawn shop, picked out their own knives. Um, Brian picked out three knives. Okay. Could never have enough. And Tori picked out one. And these were gonna be the knives that they were gonna use for the murder. And Joe had no idea. He thought they were starting a collection of knives. Okay, weird. It's just we it's a red it's flag in and of itself. It's a super
1: red flag, but then again, would you think that someone you know is going to murder someone? Yeah, I guess. I
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe because you knew they were so into horror movies, he was kind of like, okay, like maybe you would like a knife collection to go with that. On Thursday, September 21st, 2006, so a couple weeks later, at 8.36 p.m., Tori and Brian were chilling in their car together. Um, they were filming themselves because they literally filmed themselves all the time. Uh, Tori's driving, Brian was in the passenger seat, and they said this.
1: There should be no law against killing people. I know it's
0: a wrong thing, but hell, hell, you restrict
1: somebody from it, they're gonna want it more.
0: We found our victim, and sad as maybe she's our friend, but you know what? We all have to make sacrifices. Our first victim is going to be Cassie Stoddard. She's gonna be alone in a big, dark house out in the middle of nowhere. How perfect can you get? I I mean like holy shit dude I'm horny just thinking about it Oh
1: yeah What the actual fuck I'm is, is so this shook. insane? I'm so shook. Okay not to be mm-hmm. disrespectful mm-hmm. They don't sound like the most intelligent They sound
0: guys. like actual idiots they Absolutely sound
1: like actual, It like the way they talk They're fucking like they, stupid yeah they're, Yeah
0: Yeah they're not they going to have, have like an intellectual they're fucking idiots and they're
1: way too bored Mm -hmm. that's what happens when teenagers get bored no (laughs) (laughs) they start killing people oh my god sad as it may be she's our friend but everyone has to make sacrifices dude no no like
0: you're no you both of you are not making any sacrifices right now at all at all so basically brian is the one who's speaking at first basically saying they found their next victim it's gonna be cassie um to which tori responds i'm horny just thinking about it So before this part of the video, they're actually her talking about another person that they wanted to kill that night, which is why they were in the car driving around. Oh, shit. Um, so I looked up, there's like a a whole court report with like the- all of the video- redacted. they typed it up. Um, so Brian said that they wanted to go for a quote, high death count. So they were driving around on their way to someone else's house. The court redacted the name, so I don't know who it is. But they were on their way, and they said, um, "If she's home alone, splat, she's dead." Splat, literally splat in caps lock. So they were driving to this chick's house to see if she was home alone. Because if she was, they would have killed her then and there. Wait, and it has to be a girl. I guess what, maybe it's like it easier for them because
1: they're weak, they can't like, take on they're, dudes. They're easily scared, or I don't know.
0: I think okay. it's like I mean, in Scream, he also and like scream, kills yeah. girls. Exactly. Because they're like alone in their bedroom like getting ready and shit ew yeah creepy so obviously this girl was not home which is why they moved on to their next victim which is cassie um i'm so glad she visited her grandma that night this chick
1: yeah lord knows whatever what the fuck she, was doing. she has no
0: idea she i mean she probably knows by now that she yeah. dodged a massive bullet but holy shit um so in that same videotaping sesh in the car tori said we're evil To which Brian says, hey, we're not okay. Then we are sick psychopaths who get their pleasure off killing other people. Tori says, that sounds good, baby. To which Brian responds, we're going to go down in history. We're going to be just like Scream, except real life terms. Tori again says, that sounds good, baby. She's fucking like... You. What? Ew. And then Brian says, We're going to be murderers. Like, let's see, Ted Bundy, like the Hillside Strangler, the Zodiac Killer. And Tori responds, No, those people were more amateurs compared to what
1: we're going to be. I have secondhand embarrassment.
0: I'm like, Okay, you're going to be less amateuristic filming all this shit in your car after you went to school. Like, how was math <sighs> class, Brian? How was English <sighs> lit, Tori, if you're even in that class? So they had this whole like impo- not even imposter syndrome. What's the word? Like they thought that they were hot shit. when they Yeah, were, like- they have a god complex. Yeah, a god complex. Absolutely. Where I'm like, dude, you're in probably your mom's like soccer yeah, it- van, <laughs> recording the shit on a freaking Wednesday you're gonna night. Come home, eat uh, dinner. Throw
1: your t-shirt in a hamper and be like, Mom, I had a nosebleed. Yeah. Please wash my. And like t-shirt. your mom's gonna have
0: cooked dinner for you. Probably cuts up your your food for you too. <laughs> You're gonna be way more professional than fucking the Zodiac killer, okay. who literally has letters that people still cannot decipher sure. till this day.
1: <laughs> like, it <laughs> just like
0: shakes me where <laughs> I'm like, they genuinely thought they were hot shit.
1: Well, if you want to go down in history, then at least try a little hard. Or like cure cancer. I'm
0: sure that'll get you in the books. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah i'm just so sh- i'm so shaken like yes i'm into true crime do i do i want to be like ted bundy um
1: that's what i was gonna say when you're like well they're so into all these guys that they start adoring them like obviously we're into true crime and we yeah. hate all these guys yeah i think that they're every week we're still amazed like every time something crazy comes up we're like you know we're so disgusted but like the like
0: how much we're disgusted they were inspired which Ew. is sick. Which is sick. But it's like people can point fingers and be like, "Oh, it's because of these horror movies." Like it puts bad no thoughts. The in amount their of people
1: that have watched that exact same movie, yeah, exactly, and did not kill. It's like anyone. a nature nurture no. thing.
0: It's like, dude, you're already psycho. Like, yeah, you probably took inspiration from this movie, but that's because you're fucking sick in the head. Yeah, it has nothing Period. to do with the movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so they picked They found their victim. As Brian said on tape, that everyone could see. (laughs) Because they were so professional. (laughs) Um, So the next day, on Friday, September 2nd, 2006, Cassie was spending her night and her weekend house-sitting in her aunt and uncle's. Um, So their house was in Whispering Cliffs Drive, which is only like a couple miles from Pocatillo, Idaho. Okay. And she would be there from Friday until Sunday, which is when they would come back. So they were out of town, and like, Mm -hmm. did they have a dog? They had two, I think two dogs.
1: Okay.
0: They also had a daughter who was 13 who went with them. Okay. So she was home alone with those two dogs for the weekend, for two nights. dog sitting. Dog sitting, house sitting, yeah. Yeah. Um, So because this house was in a pretty remote area, Mm -hmm. Cassie was like, oh my God, that scared the shit out of me. Oh my God. Sorry, the door just went open across the hall, and I thought someone was entering this building or this unit. Oh my God. Right. Like paranoid. Okay. So, the house that she was staying at was in a remote area. So, she was a little like on edge because it was so remote and she was in a house she didn't know alone. So, she asked her aunt and uncle if her boyfriend Matt could come over for the night like, not spend the night, but just like hang out with her in the house. So, yeah, she asked if he could keep her company in the evenings and they said that was totally fine. Like, go for it. Her strong man. So, on Friday that night, he arrived at the house at 6 p.m. And him and Cassie were just planning on watching a movie together. And his mom was going to come pick him up later that night. Okay. So he could sleep at home. Um, Matt, this is such a dude thing, honestly. But he invited Brian and Tori without consulting Cassie about it. And Cassie was, like, mildly annoyed. She's like, why the fuck? And that's how he knew
1: that she was going to be there. Yeah.
0: So Cassie was just like mildly annoyed. She's like, "Why the fuck didn't you tell me? Like, it's fine, but like, I would have liked to know that they were she coming." Was also,
1: kind of like counting on spending the night. Of with course. I'm like, how?
0: When you're 16, how often can you like spend a full evening in oh, a no. house alone? Never. Never. Ever. So why the fuck would you invite these two imbeciles <laughs> that you weren't even friends with, that Matt was like semi friends with, to watch a movie? And it it just yeah. like. It's a classic do thing. Yeah. Of course. And Matt was like, it's fine. Moral of the
1: story, boys suck.
0: No, they do. Why are you laughing, DJ? Yeah, like, we're we're not laughing about that. That, It's a a statement. It's it's a statement. Yeah, it's true. So, Matt was like, dude, it's fine. It's chill. They're just gonna come over. We're all just gonna watch a movie together Mm -hmm. and then they'll leave. Like, don't sweat it. (laughs) We love a good, invalidating, emotional man. Um, so Brian and Tori get to the house, oh my god, the noises in this building. I know. So Brian and Tori get to the house between 6.30 and 7, and Cassie, of course, gave all the boys a big old tour of the house, she's like, this is where everything is, these are all the rooms, this is the basement, love it, you've seen it, you've admired it, let's go back to the living room and watch a movie. Okay. And Brian and Tori were like sick. Like oh, this is such a beautiful home. We have the blueprint. <laughs> yeah, literally, they're like, This is such a nice home, Cassie. Love it. Thank you for the tour. Um, so halfway through the movie, Brian and Tori had been there for like about two hours. Mm. And they both were kinda like, Okay, we're over this shit. We're not interested in the movie, we're gonna we're gonna dip. Okay. We don't wanna like we're gonna go to the movie theater and watch another movie. Okay. Which interesting but interesting. Whatever floats your boat. Um Cassie and Matt were like, I, buy, Like, we're probably not going to miss you, but thanks for coming. Like, yeah. see ya, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so what Cassie and Matt didn't know after they had left is that during the tour of the house, when Cassie was showing them the basement, Brian unlocked the door down there. Okay. That led to the backyard. So they had a point of entry. Okay. Ready to go. So at 9.50 p.m. that night, Brian and Tori were back in the car after they had left the house, filming themselves. Because it's Obviously. like it's the big night, the big opening. Yeah. And they said this. I was 9.50, September 22nd, 2006. We know there's lots of doors. There, there's lots of places to hide. I locked the back doors. That's all locked. Okay, so basically they're saying they unlock the door, they're ready to roll. And while they're in the car, they actually, like, do their little Halloween dress-up. They put on a mask. It's not the exact same one from The Scream, like the ghost face mask. Yeah. But it's still, like, a white face. Like, it's still fucked up and weird. They wore, like, gloves, a hat. They had their knives that their unassuming friend bought for them. Oh, my God.
1: Wait, are they planning on... Videotaping this?
0: No. No. Okay. No. They just videotaped the before and after, I guess. But they didn't But videotape. like are
1: they planning on doing anything with those record like are they going to use it for inspiration or I think it was more like, for themselves are, like, to like document? document it. Yeah, like a diary. Like, are you going to like watch it back on a rainy sunday afternoon
0: probably i mean this is me speculating but i would assume that once they thought that they were going to be this big infamous serial killer they'd have all this footage of like all oh, their oh yeah, yeah like and
1: then like a timeline when, when they get caught yeah it'll it's, be yeah. epic
0: yeah like people will be playing it it'll like yeah. it's like a movie literally yeah wow. I think that's where they were going with this. That's just, maybe they're not that okay, smart. Okay, there
1: was an artistic vision there, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: A long-term plan, if you will. They were movie connoisseurs, okay? Mm-hmm. They knew what they were doing.
1: Of course. Yeah. So,
0: about 15 minutes after Brian and Tori had left the house, the power in the house went out. Damn, get to there. And Matt and Cassie were obviously a little on edge, a little triggered, they're like, whoa. But they weren't stupid. They weren't like, oh, let's go down there and investigate. Like, oh, why did the lights go out? Like, for once in my life, I can say this confidently, they did not go Go to where the noise came from from. or where, like, the weird shit was happening. Okay, so they did
1: not do what... Happens and scream all the time.
0: Literally. So,
1: Brian and Tori must have been so pissed. Yeah, they
0: were definitely down there. Like, the circuit breaker was in the basement. Like, they knew okay. that, but they were like, We are not going down to the basement. It's nighttime, nighttime, dark, the lights went out. Fuck no. No. So, you already know that Brian and Tori were like, They turn off the lights and they're just like sitting there, like, Oh my God, they're going to come downstairs. And like, Because <laughs> that's what they do in the movies. Yeah. And they didn't. So, <laughs> love that. Um, so they just kind of huddled together on the couch in the living room okay not wanting to do anything about it kind of ignoring it um so at the same time when the lights went out like around that time her aunt and uncle's two dogs started growling at the door that led down to the basement they were like pacing back and forth which whenever nature does that i'm like there's something wrong listen to that yeah get the hell out literally like cats can see ghosts i'm very much convinced of that dogs can just sense everything whether they look stupid or like my dog is an idiot love my dog like sophie knows my dog he's an idiot but he can sense things where i'm like bro what are you seeing right now mm. and he's hypersensitive he is yeah so when a dog starts barking or like being sus around a, a some area in your house i'm just like okay something's there yeah um, so, the dogs were basically just reinforcing the sus activity that's happening in this empty big house okay. at night, and Matt was starting to be a little on edge because like, he was about to leave for home.
1: And he's like, do I leave? Yeah, he was kind of like, I don't
0: really know what to do, Like, do I need to go home? Um, so while all this was happening, Brian obviously was in the basement, and he actually called Matt while he was in the basement, being like, hey dude. Like, are you le? Like, are you still at Cassie's? Like, what's the vibe? And Matt was like, "Oh no, I'm leaving soon. My mom's gonna come pick me up." Like, why are you whispering? Why are you being so quiet and weird? Yeah. And Brian's like, "Oh, I'm still at the movies." Like, we need to be quiet because we're like with people. Okay. <laughs> they hung up. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. It's like Matt do being like, "Why do you sound fucking weird?" And he's in the and basement. Why are they so
1: impatient? They're like, "Is he gone?"
0: Yeah. They're fucking idiots. I hate them. Um, So Matt, at this point, was like, I feel fucking weird and bad leaving you behind. So he actually called his mom and was like, hey, all this stuff has been happening. Can I spend the night with Cassie? I want to make sure that she's okay. Aww. Which, love that. His mom was like, you're 16 in a house alone. You're not spending the night. Okay. And like some reports say that she offered for Cassie to stay at their place. Okay. And some reports say that that didn't happen, like okay. she just said no. But either way, like Cassie needed to stay at the house to take care of the dogs and like... Okay. In whatever scenario, she would have been at the house regardless. Okay. But yeah, not sure exactly what was offered or mm-hmm. not. Um. So his mom picked him up around 11 p.m. that night.
1: She I feel so I bad know. already for both Matt and yeah. his mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just, like, the guilt. Like the guilt. You just can okay. never, like, they're both also, 16. Also, he invited them over.
0: Yeah. He basically told mm-hmm. them. It just, like, a, it's always a string of events. Ugh. Um, so at this point, by the time Matt's mom came to pick him up at around 11, some of the, like, the lights had gone back on. So they both were kind of like, okay, maybe it was just, like, a weird power outage. It's fine. <laughs> um, so they bade their farewells. And Matt and his mom dipped. So Cassie was alone in the house. Okay. So soon after they left, the lights went off again. Cassie was alone in the living room. Again, she was like, I'm not going to the basement, especially not now. Fuck this. So she stayed in the living room, hoping that like the lights would just come back on again. Brian and Tori were like, okay, <laughs> none of our Efforts. genius ideas are working. And like, Ugh. she's not taking the bait. So they, with their creepy masks on and their knives, they, like, started creeping up upstairs to where she was, like, that floor. Because they are like, okay, if you're not going to come to us, we're just going to go to you. Um, so when they were upstairs, they actually slammed a door in another room, hoping that that noise would drive Cassie towards them. Like, this is, like, the whole screen thing where they're trying to have this buildup of, like, freaking out their victim by making noise and, like, being creepy oh. and, like... Oh, my God, I cannot imagine being... Her, like you, yeah, like a door slam shut out of nowhere, like the lights off. I feel like you could justify being like, maybe it's a power outage. Like you would never think like someone's no, at the circuit breaker. Me babysitting
1: breaker. is literally me having nine one one on speed dial. Oh yeah, I mean, every time something happens, I'm like. So I'm not only responsible for my own life, but also for these I mean, babies. That's true, so yeah. uh, by everything, like every time something happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Yeah. I used to go babysitting in like this huge, huge house. Um, but it was super remote and was like on an estate kind of thing. Of course. But super secluded, super creepy, right? So windows everywhere. Oh and, no. Um, the mom actually showed me buttons all around the house <gasps> to speed dial cops. Like but panic buttons. also button? um, buttons that will make the front door ring. Oh, so you can kind of be like oh my god someone's at the front door (gasps) and people would like
0: did they do that because shit had
1: happened? oh jeez they were like they had burglars over like at least four times before I went and babysat there
0: okay that alone would make me not want to ever babysit there what happened at our house, this is like the February before covid, it's like 2020 okay our gate like our front gate was broken so like okay. you had to manually open it and close it
1: okay.
0: and my parents their bedroom is like right by the gate yeah. on the ground floor so they heard in the middle of the night my dad's car alarm went off and my mom my dad's car is like he's probably listening to this right now dad your car sucks we've all been over it there's so many technical difficulties. So my mom immediately was just like, he had the car keys next to him. She's like, just turn it off, like b- yeah. like through the wall. Like <laughs> it's probably just your car being fucking annoying. I he sleeps
1: with his car keys next to
0: him. That's it. so weird to me too. I feel like that was, he never does that. Okay, So that's a weird thing. Um, So they like went back to bed. My dad just turned it off and he's like, it's probably just a glitch. Cause it's a yeah. valid thing. 20 minutes later it went off again. So my dad like, again, turned it off from the bed and then kind of went to the door. And looked through the windows being like what the fuck's happening but he didn't unlock the okay. door and go check. Okay. And then the next morning when it was daylight he went to his car he saw the gate was like partially opened, the door from his car was opened and there was like a handprint on it so my dad was like oh fuck like there were actual people trying to steal my car. What actual fuck? So he called police and he was like hey this happened police came over and they're like next time that this happens like even if you think it's your car glitching like call us because they have this thing where The reason, like after your car alarm goes off the first time, they would usually flee because they'd be like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. But the fact that they waited, like they made it go off a second time, is because they wanted someone to go outside to check on it, which is where they would have like overthrown you, grabbed your keys, gone inside, fucked you up. So the fact that my dad didn't unlock the door and like get like quote unquote
1: so get the bait go, yeah. and
0: like go investigate was like Fuck
1: off, no. the reason that like Fucking nothing happened
0: way. yeah but i i yeah this is a psa if your car alarm goes off don't go outside to investigate <laughs> anyway we're like way off track right all righty so wait what is happening um what is happening hold on oh yeah they they bang the door they slam a door hoping to scare her even okay. more and draw her to the noise Can't wait for this to be because so they clearly failed to lure her to the basement but again she did not enter the room that they were hiding in okay so they were like all right if you're not coming to us we'll come to you so they started walking to the living room and cassie saw like these the two silhouettes and she said who is that i'll kick your ass which like love that. I love her. <laughs> love her like love how the threat that instinctively came to her was, I'll kick your ass. Yeah. Like, yeah, fucking kick their asses.
1: Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck, yeah,
0: like what are you doing here? So she started approaching them to be like, fuck off. But Brian and Tori obviously like overpowered her. It's like two versus one. And they ended up stabbing Cassie thirty times. Thirty three zero three zero 12 of which had the potential to be fatal so they were like b- frenzy stabbing her aggressively everywhere
1: i in mean, i'm in shock yeah
0: and this was someone that they knew they literally watched a movie with her like half an hour an hour before what
1: oh. happened what happened it's to so, i mean boys? it's what they
0: wanted yeah. it's so personal but like the fact but that like they could do it- like, you
1: not telling me that one of those guys had a crush on her, like-
0: Brian, yeah. It's fucking you know. insane, yeah. But like, for him, what does a crush mean? Clearly, like, you don't yeah. actually care about them being alive. <laughs> if you're gonna be doing that. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, Jeez, man. So, after they did that, the two of them then fled. And they drove to a rural area with the intentions of hiding the evidence that they had on them. So like the cloak, the fucking masks, the tapes. Okay. Everything. So as they were driving, they recorded themselves,
1: of course, saying this. Oh my god, do I wanna watch this? This is after the murders? Yeah. Fuck off.
0: <laughs> I just killed Cassie. We just left her house. This is not a fucking joke. I stabbed her in the throat and I saw her lifeless body just disappear. Dude, I just killed Cassie. Oh oh, fuck. That felt like putting it real. I mean it went by so fast. Shut the fuck up, we gotta get our act straight. Okay.
1: Okay, so one is definitely more panicky than the other. So
0: Brian is the one who's constantly in the passenger seat filming and usually speaking.
1: And Tori... so Brian is the one is like, "I killed her." I, yeah. I I not we. I killed her. I just I killed... killed Cassie. I stopped. Tori's her in the, like f- f- shut up. We or need to get her act straight. Yeah. So he's, he's he, Tori's is panicking a little bit.
0: Being like, we need to get our act straight. Yeah. I think Brian was like. Word vomiting and Tori was, yeah, quite literally behind the steering wheel, being like, We need to get yeah. our shit together. Okay, it, I don't know. I feel like with two people, like one was has... Brian
1: the one into killing and Tori the one into scaring, or Tori was into
0: the scream thing, yeah, Brian okay. was into the Columbine shooting. Okay, so yeah,
1: maybe yeah. I saw just hearing him say, I saw her lifeless body,
0: like she just disappeared. Like they were literally like consciously watching, watching like documenting it out at, in their heads. Like they weren't filming it at the time. Just like holy shit, I can't believe like that. What we just listened to what was the like
1: fuck? this is like two people actually recorded this mm-hmm. after they mm-hmm. did something like that. They had like just that.
0: murdered a sixteen-year-old girl that they fucking knew. I'm out. Yeah. So after they did that, they went to that rural area. They put their knives, their clothing, their masks and all other pieces of evidence into a bag and they set that shit on fire.
1: You set it on fire?
0: I set it on fire. They're like, might as well burn all this okay? because you don't want to get caught. Okay. Love it. They went back home, had a good night's sleep. Matt, on the (laughs) other hand. (laughs) So Matt called Cassie that same night at 12.15 a.m. to be like, hey, I'm home. You good? Okay. Obviously, you shouldn't answer her phone, but he was like, maybe she just went to bed. The next morning on Saturday, September 23rd, Matt called her about 15 times. Just trying to get her on the phone, trying to see if she's okay, like how doing. Okay, if you doing. call someone
1: 15 times, you're panicking.
0: You're definitely panicking. You're like, why the fuck are you not? Yeah. Pe- you're alone in a house, house sitting. You're not doing anything else. Yeah. Why are you not picking up the phone? Yeah. So he told her mom. He's like, I can't seem to get her. Like, have you spoken to her your, mom? Cassie's mom. Okay. Being like, have you spoken to your daughter? Like, I'm a little worried. So her mom, good I know like to be talking to your 16 year old girlfriend's mom, mom. Yeah. Shit. Shit. Right. <laughs> like the balls. Um. So Cassie's mom also tried calling her multiple times throughout the day. She called and texted everything, but like obviously didn't get any answer from her and Matt proceeded to spend his saturday evening hanging out with his friend Tori and his family what, um, what the fuck? and he, at that point he was still concerned about cassie because it had been almost 24 hours and he still hadn't heard from her so he asked Tori to drive him to the house that she was staying in so to her aunt and uncle's house to check on her to make yeah. sure she's okay but Tori said that he didn't have enough gas to get there and back Oh my so God, he was your like, "I'm man sorry."
1: Like, Chicking out, he was like, "No, I'm not going to drive you to my murder scene." Literally, he's like, "Oh, I don't have gas.
0: Sorry, let's just drop it. She'll be fine." Meanwhile, like her dead body is like in the living room. Fuck. <laughs> it just like it adds an extra layer that Matt literally yeah. hung out with him, yeah. and he ended up spending the night at Tori's place that night.
1: He could have gotten murdered, but
0: then he wasn't girl. So. But they weren't together, and they weren't filming. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so the next day, Sunday the 24th, the aunt and uncle and their 13-year-old daughter, Allison, come back home. They're back from their okay. weekend getaway. Allison was the first person to actually enter the home, and she noticed that the front door was unlocked when she got there, but she's like, oh, maybe yeah. Cassie just left it unlocked, or whatever. And when she went to the living room, she started screaming. There was blood absolutely everywhere. The walls, the rug, the couch. So much blood. And... On the floor next to the couch was the dead body of cassie joe stoddard her cousin
1: oh my fucking God that had my been mind, there decaying
0: for like three days three days yeah
1: how did her mom not
0: drive over i don't know i'm sure like she, i don't know like she was okay. 16 she kind of was like i guess old okay. i don't know old enough whatever
1: if my boyfriend would call my mom saying he's worried yeah. and my mom tried to call me and she it's true my mom would be not worried but she'd be so pissed at me for not mm-hmm. picking up my phone that she'd drive over yeah
0: i don't know that's a good good point where were her her mom her stepfather I'm her sure grandparents it's
1: one of those um small tightened community things where people are not worried
0: so investigators quickly arrived to the crime scene obviously couldn't find any like signs of forced entry which led them to believe that cassie knew the killer or like had let the killer in yeah some way or another or killers they didn't know at the time they also didn't see anything missing and none of the other rooms had been like ransacked or anything so they knew that it wasn't burglary
1: it was just targeted murder
0: yeah it was like clearly they had it out for cassie to begin with and since this is the most common route they were like Matt. Yeah. you're sus, you're the boyfriend Yeah, and like the way that Cassie had been murdered was in such a frenzy and so aggressive and yeah. just a lot they were like this could be a crime of passion yeah. where you just like lose your mind yeah. because you're so close to that person and Matt was like yo, 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 yo. <laughs> chill like I will help you with the investigation it wasn't me and like he did explain the timeline, he's like I was there we watched a movie, two of my friends came over, Brian and Tori
1: Toward the
0: house. Toward the house. My mom came to pick me up. I drove home. I don't have a car.
1: Like, um, the, the things going on and off. Like, the lights going on. Yeah, yeah. like, he yeah. told the whole thing.
0: And also, like, he didn't have a car himself. So, like, when his I, mom I feel drove like that home, really
1: spoke for him, yeah. Yeah,
0: like, how the fuck would he have gotten from his house back to Cassie's house, killed her, and back to yeah. his house without her, his mom finding out? So they were like, okay, okay, like... Your, your alibi checks out we know it's not you thanks for answering our questions moving on to these two dudes you're talking about brian yeah. and tori who the fuck are they um they were brought in for que- for questioning obviously they were brought into separate rooms with their parents alongside with them because they were still only 16 like they were were they surprised
1: try. at all when
0: they were brought in no because i feel like matt like matt obviously i think it was common knowledge that they would have been questioned at least because matt okay. would have been like they were there
1: yeah yeah okay so i don't think they were like shook like Like, like. i mean okay
0: so they questioned brian and Tori for a couple days and the two boys became increasingly increasingly frazzled and like their stories weren't checking out anymore and like um brian said like you know how they said they were going to leave to go see a movie the officers are like oh which movie did you see And he's like, oh, we went to see Pulse. And they're like, oh, what's it about? And Brian's like, oh, I forgot. It's like, you forgot the plot of a movie you saw like a couple days ago. Like, that's weird. So I started being sus and fucking jittery. Yeah. Which is like, every investigator is like, wet dream. So on September 27th, Brian finally cracked. And he told investigators. Yeah. The dude who literally videotaped himself saying he killed Cassie. Yeah. Love that. Love that. So he told investigators what happened, but he didn't confess. Like, he didn't say that he did it. Instead, like, he recounted the whole thing about him unlocking the basement door, going up, killing, like, he said everything that did happen that night. Um, but the but way how, is that a confession? Well, so the way he told it, he said that Tori was the first one to actually stab Cassie and that he, Brian, only, oh, only, quote, only stabbed her, like, in the leg and in the chest because Tori had threatened him. Like, he didn't actually want to do it. Yeah. when like push came to shove like he was there all up until the stabbing and then he was like i don't want to do it and tori's like fucking do it like we're in right. this together so brian was like oh okay and like stabbed her twice okay. and then called it a day so he was trying to like worm his way out of being responsible yeah. for anything um tori was like bitch it's if i'm area. going down i'm dragging your ass with me like <laughs> this is not what happened <gasps> So he said all of it was Brian's idea. Wow,
1: they're such great I friends. I know, literally.
0: Like, I thought they were so professional. PFFs. They're like, you did it. No, you did it. Man. No, you did it. And police is like, okay, both of y'all did it. <laughs> so um, so he basically said that Brian, it was Brian's idea, and like Tori didn't really know what was happening, and they thought they were just gonna s- scare Cassie and like Kay. do everything leading up to the killing, but not actually do anything to yeah. her because that would be fucking insane. Yeah.
1: Um, because all the other stuff is just fine. Right? That's just like you they're they they into They love horror. That's okay. Yeah, like they
0: love freaking people out, but like not actually hurting them. Okay. And he said that by like when he went upstairs, Brian had already killed Cassie. So um, after a while, Brian actually led the investigators to the evidence from the crime scene that they had. Brian tra- did. Mm-hmm. Brian, like, Because really, now they're
1: really in like who can tell police more so that they, see they get less the lesser stuff. sentence, yeah.
0: I guess. Brian was out here snitching. Yeah. He would not. He probably will not be doing well in prison. We'll see. Mm. Um, so he led them to the evidence from the crime scene. So there was like a bunch of shit there that they had left behind. Like there was a pair of that black. they didn't burn. Them? They they failed to burn it. Okay. They tra- I, They burned it but they didn't fully burn it.
1: Okay, like they couldn't even do that. Completely fits into yeah. the whole thing of them being the absolute like the the biggest losers I've ever heard.
0: In the evidence, there was like random shit. There was a pair of black boots, some rubber gloves, the four knives, the fucking masks which I will be putting on our Instagram. Oh my god. Um tread with caution. There was also a Sony videotape and a camera. Oh, my. So police were like, what are these videotapes? <laughs> Which were like.
1: Oh, my God. Hole. Brian let them yeah.
0: to the tape where he confesses. Yeah. They they were about to watch the movie that they made about like them killing Cassie, I guess.
1: Oh, my God. Imagine being an investigator on this case. It's not even fun anymore. It's like we have know, confession it's like a confession here. so hearer. easy i just don't understand like
0: if i were them i would be i would be smarter about it not to toot my own horn (laughs) but i I would not be like yes i would get rid of like the knives and shit i would guard that tape with my life or i would snip it so you couldn't play it or i would actually burn it properly pour some gasoline on that yeah light a match walk away i don't know what the fuck they did they Clearly didn't do a good job. No. So the black gloves that they saw had blood stains on them that turned out to be Cassie's. And there was also um, blood on one of the knives that was also from her. Okay. And Tori's DNA was all up in one of the masks. Okay. So they were like, okay. It's like random noises in your apartment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I don't like that. You're checking out my entire apartment. Yeah, no, your...
0: I will be looking under your bed. Okay. Okay um so Brian and Tori were tried separately for the murder of Cassie Joe Stoddart they were both charged with one count of murder in the first degree and one count of conspiracy to commit murder in the first degree and because of how gruesome and premeditated the murder was they were tried as adults at 16. as they should yeah I totally agree and like this is yeah. way too far for it to be like they
1: were just kids it's like no, they really yeah.
0: thought about this like could not be more premeditated like, they
1: already wanted the a- this bad when they were sixteen. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they would have gotten away with them, it yeah. too. Yeah.
0: Oh. So Joe Joe Lucero, the dude who bought oh the knives, <laughs> he actually testified at both trials, telling the jury like what happened and how he had no Good idea what the him. fuck was yeah. happening. he's like, Sorry, they I yeah, that. like I did buy the knives. I fuck, I had no idea what they were gonna use it yeah. for." And Brian also literally said, "I I killed Cassie on to tape." An, yeah. <laughs> So I feel like there wasn't much the defense could work with there for him, but he didn't say we killed Cassie, which like you said, like he literally said I. So I think for Tori, there was more of like an ambiguity, like, oh, they never said that Tori did it. Maybe it was just Brian and Tori like helped or whatever. So on April 17th, 2007, Brian was found guilty on both counts. And on June 8th, Tori was found guilty on both counts. Thank God. They were both sentenced to life in prison without parole, which is honestly, yeah. Which wow. I feel like does not happen a lot with especially people this young. When you're 16, yeah. that's very permanent. Plus, they each got 30 years on top of that oh. <laughs> for conspiracy to commit murder. Love that.
1: Okay, so they so they were like ever, y'all ever, are ever, yeah ever, ever, ever getting like there's out.
0: absolutely no way that you're I wonder in this if jail. they ever
1: saw each other in prison again.
0: They stay at the same prison, so they were both. Um, they're currently till this day chilling in Idaho State Correctional Institution, which I hope is the place that they will die in soon. Yeah. A small fun fact to wrap this up. Yeah. Tori's family till this day believes that he's innocent. Tory? Tori? Tori. Um, they have supported him both emotionally and financially this entire way through. And his mom, Shannon Adamchick, has even written a fucking book about her son and his experience of being tried as an adult despite being a juvenile at the time of his crime and how like outrageous that is. and i don't know i don't think i'll ever be reading this book and like i understand that she's also going through a lot with her son being a psychopath and her being in denial the guilty innocent is that the name of her book the guilty innocent
1: yeah all right so um i take it all back podcasts do scare me yeah (laughs) um shit please check my apartment with me before you leave i will i will um But that was such a good case. Thank you. Thank you
0: for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode.
1: Check out these two creeps Mm -hmm. over at our Instagram. And um, if you're having a rough week, just know that that's our standard week and we're here for you. (laughs) You're not alone. Can't wait to hang out again. See you next week.
0: Bye. Bye.